Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. We're putting black girl magic in motion. This show is dedicated to reinventing wellness for women of color. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Balanced Black Girl Podcast. If you are new to joining us here at the show, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you are a returning listener, thank you for coming back and for tuning in for another episode. Before we dive into today's episode, I had a few community announcements that I wanted to share with you as well as the review of the week. So first and foremost, our next Balanced Black Girl Book Club meeting in the Seattle area is on the books. So it is going to be May 18th. We are going to be meeting in real life in the Seattle area to discuss Eloquent Rage. I first opened up tickets to my email list and Facebook community and tickets have already started going. We have limited spots available. So if you are interested in connecting with the Balanced Black Girl community, if you have been following along with Eloquent Rage or interested in starting the book and just want to meet up with a group of dope women, I highly, highly encourage you to come check us out. I would love to see you there. So again, that is going to be May 18th here in the Seattle area, and I will have the link to the registration page linked in the show notes so that you can RSVP because I would love to see you there. And I've also heard from many of you loud and clear who are not in the Seattle area that you would like to have Balanced Black Girl Book Club meetings in your area. I promise I have not forgotten about you. Stay tuned because... I'm going to have something coming for you very, very soon. But for now, all of our Seattle peeps, I would love to see you at our next book club, May 18th. So now we're going to dive into the review of the week. This week's review is called Surviving College. It says... Coming to school, I'm finally learning the history of how continuously these white institutions recreate destructions onto black and brown bodies. And I feel really lost and tired. For context, I'm at a PWI, which for those of you who don't know what PWI stands for, it stands for a predominantly white institution. And classmates get to leave class and feel completely unimpacted by what we're learning about when these issues are what defies my world and my family's. But your podcast helps me to keep a foot on the ground and take care of my physical body and make sense of me. So important. Thank you. So thank you for this incredible review that was just so insightful, especially, you know, for a college student to be so young. This is a really, really insightful, deep review that I greatly appreciate. I know I've shared it before in previous episodes, but I too went to a PWI and had a lot of those experiences where I just felt really impacted by either things that I was learning or felt very out of place because of the environment that I was in. So if there are any listeners out there who feel that way, hang in there. Your life is just beginning. You have so many opportunities ahead of you to really create communities that you feel more comfortable in. And I promise that that feeling will not last forever. It may happen in other areas of your life, but it does get better and you can build the communities that you're seeking. So thank you so much for that review. And if you have not yet left us a review for the Balanced Black Girl podcast on Apple iTunes, I would 
really appreciate if you did. It is a huge help for the show. It is how people find out about us. It is how I can get your feedback to see what you would like in future episodes. And it's just a huge, huge help. So if you have not yet left your five-star review on Apple iTunes, please do so ASAP. I will love you forever. So now let's transition into today's episode. And today was a really fun one. Today we are talking to Mary Vin Rose. And Mary is best known for her limited talk cable series, Healthy Living in the Bronx, where she highlights people and organizations that are helping Bronx residents live a healthier life. Mary is a self-love and mental health advocate who is dedicated to promoting wellness through art and media. And I have to say that in walking away from this conversation with Mary, I just was so inspired by her openness, so inspired by her story, very inspired by her why she chooses to create the content that she creates and put this important work out there. And I know that you will love this episode and this conversation as much as I did. So please enjoy today's episode. Mary, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be on. Yeah. So before we dive in, can you tell our listeners a bit more about you and what you do? Yeah. So my name is Mary Van Rose. And what I do is I'm a TV host, actor and producer. Um, my show is called Healthy Living in the Bronx, which is currently in its second season. Um, it's a show where we dedicate um, highlighting people and organizations that are helping Bronx residents live a healthier life. Um, for those of you who may be listening who are in another state, um, the the New York state has 62 counties. And out of the 62 counties, the Bronx has been deemed the unhealthiest. So mm-hmm. this is more than just a regular standard talk show. It's a talk show that was built out of necessity. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you decided to do the show based off of that data. Is that how it came to be? Yeah. So it was like it was like. A lot of like I wish it was that simple, right? But it was a lot of things that happened mm-hmm. to really help make the show come to life. Yeah. Um. So part of that was I was in a production course, and one of my professors she challenged me to like come up with a different and new concept, um, of a talk show. And then from there, I was also in my own wellness journey. I also had gotten into a pretty serious accident, and my body was just hurting, mm-hmm. and I didn't think. I was just in my mind that there had to be a way that I could get acupuncture in the Bronx. I'm yeah. like, there has to be a way that I could get good green salads and juices. And I didn't have to go all the way downtown to Manhattan. And um, I thought to myself, if I'm asking these questions. Other people are asking these questions. And then the greater, you know, like I said, that statistic, I wanted to help be a change in my community in that way. So it definitely was one of the reasons, but I was also, it kind of started off with just me yeah. <laughs> wanting to solve a problem with me. Yeah. And then I realized I, I could also help my community in the process. Mm, I love that. So there's, there's a couple of things in there that I would love to touch on. Uh, one, I would love to talk a bit more about your personal wellness journey because you mentioned it um, with your own passion for wellness kind of being sparked. And also you mentioned being in an accident and I would just love to hear your experiences with how focusing more on wellness has impacted your life personally. And I would also love to hear more about the reception from the community, um, since starting the show, what that has been like. So, yeah, so my accident, um, what was so, What's so crazy about me is that I am an introverted person. I know we'll probably talk about that some later, but I am a big 
busybody. Like my mom's <laughs> always said that about me. I cannot sit still. I'm always like, I got to do something. I got to be busy. And um, this accident really made me slow down. Yeah. I've always considered myself a spiritual person. But like this accident brought it to a whole new level where I cannot like usually um, when I'm sad about something or even if I'm mad about something, I have to be busy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like sitting with it. This accident forced me to sit with my emotions and it forced me to reevaluate a lot of things in my life. I think the biggest discovery is that I told myself that I loved myself or rather that I was that I was the queen of self-love mm. when in reality, yeah, I took care of myself. Like my nails were always done. My hair was always done and those type of things. But I wasn't really loving on myself mm. because if, when you love yourself, you do the hard things, the things you don't want to do, like go to those doctor appointments that you don't want to go to. It's about, you know, getting yourself up and just, you know, drinking that extra glass of water, even if you kind of are too tired, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's the right thing to do for yourself. Like I tell myself now when I don't want to drink the two liters of water, I go, hey, you deserve to feel good. You know how good you're going to feel after these two bottles of water? Not because it's what the gurus are telling you, but like literally you feel a difference in your body and you deserve to feel like that all the time. And it's repositioning my mindset with that. So that's what that accident really did for me. And it started off with just me working on me and changing the way I ate um, in- introducing like raw greens into my diet, yeah. which was like unheard of to my family <laughs> because everything gotta be cooked. It gotta be, and it gotta be extra cooked. <laughs> um, and you know, like my mom, like one of my like holiday like jokes with her is she boils collard greens to the point. I'm like, mom, you cook them so much that they're not green anymore. They're <laughs> white. And she's like, looks at me like I'm being really funny because obviously they're still green, but, or like green beans. I always joke with her about the green beans, over boiling the green beans, but Um, so that's like culturally, like everything has to be well done. So to eat raw vegetables, my family thought I was crazy, but it works for me. And I'm really proud of about the show is that we're not pushing anyone to have one way of wellness. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so beautiful about all our guests. They're so different and they have different points of view. Mm -hmm. And our goal is to just help people kind of do what I did, like reposition your mindset about how you're taking care of yourself. Because the change starts with you, right? When I started to change my diet and I started to eat better and I started to work out more, my friends and family around me is like, oh, my gosh, you look so good. What you doing? So I was like, let me tell you. And then I tell them and they would find ways or things that work for them like some of my friends that like they just can't get into the yoga they're like mary that's for you <laughs> no but some of my friends i've introduced to boxing and spinning and they're really into that and then some of my friends who are like were totally against meditation now they got like five minute meditations and i'm like really proud of them for that that is incredible there's again so many things within that that i'm like yes let's talk more about because i loved exactly what you said the first being that self-love portion where after your accident being forced to slow down and I think for a lot of people that's something that's really really relatable because it can be very easy to keep ourselves very occupied or very distracted or to keep a lot of things on our plate so that we don't have to be fully in tune with how we're feeling or what's happening with ourselves and I think the fact that you use that opportunity to really start taking good care of yourself and really redefining what self-love was for what you truly needed is a really, really powerful thing. Yeah, like, like I don't say lucky me, but I, I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't walk without a cane and everything. I literally 
I was stuck. Mm-hmm. I had to slow down. If I would have pushed myself any harder, I would have like caused more damage. Mm-hmm. So that was like really a blessing. Like I really felt, okay, this is my opportunity to really hone in on myself. I remember like I saw I read my journal like not too long ago. I was like maybe I think I wrote this like at 25 and it was like about New Year's resolutions. I'm like what happens if your New Year's re- resolution is nothing because I'm at a place where I'm like like I just thought everything was just perfect, I guess. Yeah. In my mind, I was like I got the job I want, I'm in the relationship I want, like everything is perfect. And then 2-3 years later, my life literally flipped upside down like I left that job I got rid of that relationship like I'm just a completely different person but I think as our first lady (laughs) mentioned we're forever becoming right yes so allowing myself and allowing them and what I try to inspire other people with their wellness journey is that you're you're gonna change too and you're and you're well like think you have one routine right but that routine give yourself grace to change and explore and to find different ways to just make yourself feel better oh I love that. Because you're right, there's no one destination where what we wanted, you know, four or five years ago in terms of what served us at that time is never a final destination. We are constantly evolving and what we need is constantly evolving. Yeah. And I just I was so inspired by her book, but I was just like, wow, like, how do I approach this through a wellness lens? And it's just it's that simple. It's it's okay to try something and not be okay with it. Like I have an episode coming up with one of our like best like entrepreneurs in the area and she has a vegan business and people are like, oh, here we go. Someone else trying to push like veganism down our throat. Like that was like my, like I was worried about that feedback, but I did like a couple samples and I let a couple people see the episode and they're like, no, wow, you carried that interview very well. It doesn't feel like she's like, proselytizing to us or <laughs> preaching to us about how to be vegan. She basically just talks about her life and what it means to her and how she's gotten there and the steps that anyone can do to like just maybe reduce meat consumption and what it does on the body and things like that. So I'm really proud of like changing and challenging those stereotypes. Like one of my big things is that I say I'm here to help the underrepresented, yes. but also the misrepresented. And the Bronx Ooh, has good. been misrepresented so much. So that's one of my big things. Like every time I ask myself when I do an interview or pick up a project, I said, is this going to be for the underrepresented or is it somebody who's been misrepresented? And how can we help them change that narrative? Oh, Mary, that is so good. That is so good. Because really what you're doing is you're giving people a platform to share their stories. And anyone who's watching, they can kind of take bits and pieces of it, even from the veganism example, and implement what they want to implement or not. But they're just being exposed to new information and potentially a new way of thinking and and can apply it however they'd like. Right. Exactly. And I think we need more of that. Absolutely. I could not agree more. So since launching Healthy Living in the Bronx, you know, what has the reception been like? How does the community feel about it? Have you seen, you know, changes in what's available for people when it comes to healthy living options? And and what has the impact been? I definitely see people asking more questions, which is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things that I claim is like, I am no expert in anything. I'm here to ask the hard questions and hopefully and hopefully find the people who have solutions and have answers for us um, and hopefully inspire people to make changes with themselves and for our community as a whole. I definitely 
um, what I love about, because I could have chose many avenues, right, to, to do this type of show, but I definitely chose, I, I was very strategic with the platform that I chose because I wanted to give access to people who may not necessarily use the internet as well. Because yeah. I thought about it, I was like, well, maybe I just launched it on YouTube, but then I was in this course and my professor, like, she knew someone, so it was a, it was a long process, but um, I was just like, I want to be able to access people who may not, in fact, have the internet. Because I know everyone like, oh, as millennials, we all have the internet. In some areas, some people don't have the internet, mm-hmm. but they do maybe live with a grandma or someone who does have cable. Yeah. Um, and the BronxNet is like the PBS of the Bronx and people watch it for like educational content which this show is is educational so when I went into the store the other day it was just so refreshing like I I was going into the store and this lady said oh my god I think I know you and I was like do you like I'm looking at her she's (laughs) looking at me and she's like you're the healthy girl (laughs) and I started laughing and I was just like I guess I'll take that on and then I was in my like local grocery market and this little girl was like mommy I want to start eating that and the mom's like, what? She was like, spinach. <laughs> and I just was like, this is everything. Yes. yes. I'm going to eat spinach. And the mom was like, we have to cook it. And I remember her saying that. And she was like, why? <laughs> and she's like, I see the girls all the time eating just the spinach in a bowl. And um, I, I just I just smiled. I didn't intervene in that particular moment. But um, it's, it's things like that that really make me inspired and go, okay, the show, it's working. Yeah. It's working. It is. I mean, that is where change happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just also like our little Instagram community at Healthy Living in the Bronx is starting to grow. Yeah. We did a giveaway recently because a brand from actually from California partnered with us um, because they want to help people that live in urban areas to like start growing like their own herbs, mm-hmm. which I thought was so cool and just so perfect in alignment. And this show of mine is starting to become a real a brand yeah. and, a, and a thing that people not just are aspiring because even though it's like my thing is that we're from the Bronx, but we're for the world. Yeah. Um, everything that happens on the show can inspire anyone from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love that people are like actually coming to the Bronx now. Like, oh, we, there's yoga in the Bronx. Like people in like the northern um, Manhattan area, they're like, oh, it's just like maybe a couple of train stops away. So I'm like, yeah, this is really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's also really powerful about the fact that you are on television is, again, that that visual representation that people can see that's right in their homes of seeing people in their communities who are promoting wellness but who maybe look like them or who maybe look like their neighbor and that relatability because then it it makes wellness feel more real and attainable when we see people we can relate to living that lifestyle most certainly does and um i think my favorite topics are such like Anything with food, because I'm yeah, a foodie. Yeah. Like, in my next life, I'm definitely going to have a food show. Maybe this <laughs> life. Who knows? Because I yeah. absolutely love food. And I definitely also love anything to do with mental health. Mm. Because I feel like it's just not discussed enough in our community. Um, it was so impactful. I had one of my favorite psychotherapists on, and she spoke about... Um, like social media and its impact on our mental health, especially as millennials. And then even its impact on our dating life, like our love life, which I thought was pretty cool. So stuff like that is really what gets me going. Also, we had financial literacy on the show. Shout out to my Belle Nunez. Um, She, I see she's all over the place now. Like she's just (laughs) blowing up, representing the Bronx all over the place. She's a stock (laughs) analyst and she's teaching us all about how to invest in stocks. And um, I remember having her on the show and that's also what gives me so much joy in the show. Like I was her first TV 
appearance. Yeah. And um, that's also a goal for my community is that being the first stop for many of these wellness leaders and entrepreneurs, especially focusing on women of color. Yeah. It's such an honor to be there first and to see them go on to like now like doing like bigger like shows and podcasts and things like that. It just it makes me so happy. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. When you can be a part of someone's kind of earlier journey before they educate and inspire the masses. That's really special. Very special. Yeah. That's how I feel. So I feel right now. I'm like, you're with me out of all the people. <laughs> you, you're with me. <laughs> well, I wanted to have you on the show for a while. So I'm actually, I'm glad that, you know, I'm happy to have you here because I just, I love the work that you're doing. And I think that it's incredible. Like I literally was jumping up and I'm like, she contacted me. <laughs> Look good. No, but like that's how I feel. And I, I know that's how my guests feel with me. They feel really excited and it's just it's just good. It's a great space being around other people who are super passionate about making positive changes and are tackling topics that aren't, as I say, as media friendly. Yeah. Because media friendly, we want to forget about our everyday problems. We don't want to attack, you know, our mental health or like maybe our finances. We kinda wanna escape. Mm-hmm. But that's what my I feel like my goal is. And I think you do a, such a great job with this podcast where it's like so educational, but entertaining at the same time. I feel like every guest has been like so good. I'm like, I hope people laugh with me and they do these things with me. <laughs> they will. I know our audience will love you. <laughs> and have there been any conversations or interviews that you've had on the show that have maybe shaped your personal wellness perspective or your personal wellness journey or made you kind of adjust your habits? or or think of things differently? Mm, That's a good one. I think the episode that really, like one of the episodes is is with a skincare artisan. And I didn't know that fragrance was an intellectual property. Interesting. Right. So technically, every single product that we use, if it says the word fragrance, they don't have to tell us the ingredients. There's no Mm. FDA regulation on many of these products. Mm. And especially when it comes to fragrance. And fragrance can have a lot of irritants and ingredients that are just not good for us like think about it your skin is the largest organ of your body and it absorbs like 80 to 90 percent of what you put into it and that's like going through your bloodstream and it's just like it's really kind of scary to think about and so that episode definitely made me want to change a little like I love beauty beauty was like my first love um, when I, back in the day, I was actually a professional event planner and I did like beauty and fragrance cosmetic launches and it made me go, wow, look at my my beauty collection. Like, oh, maybe I should pay attention to these ingredients a little bit more yeah. and switching up my skincare and things like that. So that one had like a big impact on me. Another one that had a really big impact on me was um, I had this episode with a, a young woman who she, she's a um, massage therapist and she revealed on the show that she was, you know, sexually assaulted as a child mm. and um, she, but she's not a victim. She is a survivor and she definitely made me change the way I talk about those type of topics. Yeah. Um, and I, I asked her, you know, the hard question, like out of all the careers, why, why massage therapy? Like really? Mm-hmm. And she was so just like the way she handled it she was just so graceful so beautiful she was just like yeah I wanted to help women especially women of color reclaim their bodies Mm, that's beautiful right and it just made me like tap into some things of my past and I was just like you know what I don't really think I've ever really claimed my body I know other people have I know you know other people make comments about it all my life but I never really 
praised myself ever. I've never like really sat and looked in the mirror like, you know what, girl, you look kind of good. And yeah. that episode really made me channel that like, oh, okay. So I can take pride in this. If someone who's been hurt yeah. in this capacity or this way can now relook at their body and love on themselves the way she does and inspire other women to do so, I'm like, I, I have to I have to do the same thing and have courage in that. So and her telling her story alone inspired me because I was just like, I don't know if I would have that strength. But if I can see her do it, I think she inspired a couple of other people to share that story as well. I have chills just hearing that story. That is incredible. And that's something that, you know, as you're telling me this, I'm like, wow, have I, how do I talk to myself about my body? Have I reclaimed? (laughs) What is the, what is the messaging around that? And I think the act of encouraging women of color through reclaiming our bodies is something that is so powerful and is such an important topic that ugh, I just have chills hearing you talk about it. Right. I was just like, I remember like when I left the studio that day, I was like, wow, yeah. like this woman has been through so much. And I just remember like just complaining about just silly things. Like I remember there was one point in, in time, like I didn't want to post a picture, I think on Instagram because the way I was sitting, like I had like a little roll or something. Cause naturally when you sit, your stomach isn't always completely perfect yeah. and straight like many people make us believe yeah. and I remember like opening up about it and a couple people were like what role what are you talking about I'm like but that's the point like our insecurities are ours and they're in our head and it doesn't matter whether the role exists or doesn't exist what matters is that I am loving myself through that and the fact that I felt shame over and I'm a pretty healthy person yeah. like even when that picture was taken like my health journey has it started before the show, but it, the show like was in the midst when it like came to like a complete like like I could just say overhaul yeah. where I was like cutting out a lot of junk or bad habits in my life. So it, yeah, I was just like, wait, why am I feeling this way? Oh, the Instagram models, yeah. right? Or like the magazine covers, got it. Or the people I see in this industry or on television, got it. But no, I can love myself right where I'm at, right where I'm at. And if I'm making improvements for my health. It's never like not to say that you shouldn't do things for the physical, like some people do things for abs, which are great. If that's what if that's your motivation. But I've learned that if I'm doing things because I want to feel better, I'm going to look better as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because looks are fleeting, but how we feel is what we carry with us throughout right. life, especially as mm-hmm. women. I mean, our bodies change so much when we start families, when we get older. Exactly. Our hormones, our everything mm. is constantly changing. But if we focus on that strength and just feeling good and, and loving ourselves where we're at, there's so much power in that. That is so true. And I just feel like it's just not, not to say there's not enough. I feel like self-love has become such a people say it's such a clickbait word or whatever. And I don't think that's true mm-hmm. because I feel like every single day I'm still learning more about the different ways I like to love on myself. Yes. And that is beyond like the self-care of like the nails, the hair, et cetera. But like the real, like you like these type of books mm-hmm. and you like these type of, you know, news articles and that's okay. That's something that took me also a long time to embrace besides my body is like my true for full personality. Um, being someone who, as many of my friends would call me, they they joke around and call me Wiki. 
um, because I'm like Wikipedia, like I know like a lot of <laughs> random facts. I'm that girl. Yeah. Like, like I'm like a walking, like talking, what is it, Snapple bottle, <laughs> Snapple cap, yeah. fact or whatever. <laughs> I'm that person. And I just, but that's who I am. And I, I used to hide that. I used to like pretend like I didn't know those things. Or when someone said something that I was like genuinely interested in, if it sounded like even remotely scientific or nerdy, I would pull all the way back. And I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I don't believe in doing that. Yeah, lean into it. Mm-hmm. Lean into those facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you say something? I think you cut out for a second. Oh, oh no, okay. I didn't. Okay, like, just this, Probably my phone. Sorry if, it's, if you can hear it buzzing. No, it's okay. So you are also really passionate about promoting wellness through art, which is really, really cool. And something that for me, I've never really thought much about is the intersection of wellness and art. And I would love to hear what that looks like for you and how you marry the two. Yeah. So for me, it's art is for me, like my first love is dance and dance has such a important place in my life because actually when I was younger, I was told that I, um, I didn't really speak a lot in school mm-hmm. and um, and dance was the first place to really allow me to express myself. And it was also a healthy form of wellness for me. Yeah. It was my first point where I realized that if I was mad, I could dance. Mm-hmm. If I was sad, I could dance. I could really express my emotions in a very positive way. Yeah. Um, so now in my free time, like I definitely volunteer and I do like, you know, dance classes. Um, and I obviously I go to dance classes or Zumba classes, anything that helps me feel inspired. And also working on this TV show, um, people don't may not look at hosting as a type of art form, but it really is because I'm very strategic about the conversations and the flow of the conversations. Mm-hmm. Granted, like if they go a different w- way as you, as a host, any host would know, like you have to be flexible, but um, I'm very strategic about how it's going to, to play out. Because again, I want to give people a space to share their stories the way they want to, oh, not necessarily just the way I want to. So it's a very collaborative mm-hmm. art process to it it's a very strategic breakdown um but yes dance is definitely my first love and then we also have a company in the bronx called um i think it's pronounced bx forgive me guys they listen bx art factory (laughs) and what i love about them is that a lot of our schools are being um cut for funding Mm. in terms of like providing the arts which makes me really sad because i went to a middle school that was a performing arts school and again it shaped my life it helped me become more social and just talk to people more and this particular program actually goes around to people's homes and helps kids like parents that may not have like an art background teach kids how to properly paint or like not necessarily mm-hmm. properly because no proper way but teaching them just how to express themselves yeah. in a way that they might have not considered or like even providing um, other just art services which I think is really really cool and um, but yeah like that, that's how art is so influential and so important and that's why it's like Art and media, to me, are just, they're the biggest influences in our lives. They shape the way we view politics and us even possibly getting into politics. Yeah. As many people know, our youngest congresswoman um, ever to be elected is from the Bronx, mm-hmm. um, District 14, I believe. And she definitely uses art and media to her advantage in getting her message across. Like her her campaigning, her posters, everything, that's all. That's all art. Yeah. And 
and the way she has risen as one of the major voices in this generation in terms of politics is through media. Um, So that's why it was so important for me to enter art and media with a wellness perspective. Because right now, like when we watch TV, not to shout any particular talk shows host out, but when they bring on wellness professionals, many of them don't look like me, sound like me, or come from the areas I come from. Mm -hmm. And when they're talking about things, it doesn't really culturally um, have the same impact. So that's why it was so important for me to enter this space. And it's and marrying the two is really like, it wasn't hard at all. Yeah. It was actually quite simple. It was just taking what I like to do as a hobby yeah. and turning it into something like not a hobby and making it the, the big thing, the big goal, the big picture. Yeah, yeah. I love, love, love that last point that you made about a lot of the media that we see being very one size fits all and feeling like there is a bit of a disconnect between some of the wellness content that we consume. Because I do think oftentimes in the wellness space, you kind of see the same people highlighted over and over. And that's not to say that those people don't do incredible work. And that's great if they have a big reach. But I also think that there is so much power in highlighting those people who maybe have a smaller audience, but are making a huge impact in the community they're in because they're in it with the people they're serving. And that representation, including diversity and seeing people who look like us, but also people who are in the trenches with us giving us advice, I think is so, so powerful and so needed. Absolutely. I feel like that's like, I forgot who said it. I forgot what actress said it because I'm also an actor. And it's like, it's like when you finally, when you see it, yeah. then you really start to believe it. Yeah. Like I, like when I go and I do public speaking, cause I also do like public speaking events. I, I can't tell you how many times, like I'm like usually the only person of color. Mm-hmm. If, if it's not a woman of color event, if mm-hmm. I'm like, if it's one of like a, you know, a regular event, I'm usually one of the only people of color, yeah. one of the only women. And I not, and I get so many head nods when I say the whole, like, yeah, I know like eating raw greens is not, it's not usually in your diet. And everyone's like, mm-hmm, my mom likes everything well done too. Yeah. And that's so important to understand that and understanding who you're talking to, understanding that my audience, like when I first introduced meditation to them, they were like, mm, I can't sit down. That's not for me. Yeah. Like understanding that, that most of us are like, we're, we're trying to like keep the roof over our heads. Yes. We're like trying to convince someone like that to like invest in stock is like what? So giving them the building blocks again, like that's why that when I had that episode, I was very strategic before we even jumped into stocks. I said, okay, let's talk the basics of finances. Yes. Like what should someone do when they're like right out of college or even maybe even a little bit before that, if they're in high school, what can someone do from then moving forward? And if someone didn't do those steps, where can we come in and help them? Exactly. And like, again, like, I approach it like that because of where I come from yeah. and because of my people, and because of my audience. But if you don't come from here and you don't experience these things, you're not going to shape the conversation like that. Exactly. Exactly. And that's when the message doesn't resonate with with the audience. And that's when people may feel like, well, then this isn't for me or wellness isn't for me or this financial literacy isn't for me. And it's like, yes, right. it is. We have every right to that information just as much as anybody else. It just may look a little bit different depending on where we're at in our lives. Yeah. Nothing makes me more sad than when I see comments like, oh, you go hiking. That's, that's not like, that's not a black girl thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What, what, are, you, what are you saying? We're, 
we're amazing. Yeah. We do anything we want. Yeah. Like, I'll go in the ocean if I want to. Go mm-hmm. hiking if I want to. I'll, like, go ziplining if I want to. That's not reserved for anybody. Exactly. And, like, that's what really inspires me to continuously push wellness in a very diverse way in the medium. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. So, Mary, I have also heard you talk about being an introvert. You mentioned it earlier in the show as well, which for me is highly relatable because I also am a really big introvert. But you do a lot of people facing work as an actress, as a host, as a speaker. That's mm. a lot of that's a lot of it interacting is. and that's a lot of talking and very, very draining work for an introverted person. So I'm really curious, how do you balance that? And what do you do to recharge and make sure that you're still you and taking that time and space and peace that you need? It's so funny because um, I definitely identify the social introvert because I like being around people. I do. But to your point, it can be a bit taxing mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, because the mental and spiritual stress definitely manifests physically. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. And one of the key things I had to do was I had to first change my mindset. I had to say, don't try to be something that you're not. Yeah. Don't try to be an extroverted person because you're not. Um, understand that you are deeply analytical. You're very critical. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. We're going to use these traits to our advantage um, and everything that we that we move forward doing. And the other piece of my mindset that I had to change is that I had to say, people are not draining me. People are getting the best version of me mm. and I'm getting the best of other people because I want to have this exchange and I want to make a difference. Um, when I stopped using the word draining, it kind of made me feel a bit more inspired. Like this is my purpose work. I, I used to make a joke I would say God played a trick on me. He took this introverted girl and made her have a voice of conviction and passion and compassion. And um, it was just the perfect storm of things that I'm doing now. So I'm like, oh, okay, guy, why can't you have made me better with math and numbers? So I could sit at a desk and just kind of be <laughs> to myself. Like, why would you have to give me this, this like desire and passion? Talk to people, even though I know I walk away from many conversations feeling a bit, you know, um, tired but inspired yes um so one of the so the first thing was to change my mindset change my mindset on how i view people change the mindset on how i view my work it is not draining it's purposeful and um yes i need to take extra steps to make sure that my work is meaningful because i am an introverted person so that second part is making sure that i schedule time of breaks relaxation and be very intentional about it Anytime I do a public speaking event, um, I'm very, you know, direct with the people who hire me. I've been very blessed enough that everyone I've worked with has been so understanding where I say, okay, like right after I'm done talking, I need just five, 10 minutes to just re like recharge. And I can literally go into a coat closet and just put my (laughs) headphones on and like zen out for like five, 10 minutes. And then I can come back out and be my chitty chatty self. And then when the event is over, I have to shut everything down. Yeah. Like my phone goes down. I used to wish I was one of those people. You know, you ever seen those people like they, once they're done with an awesome event, like they go on Instagram right away and they're like chit-chatting about it. They're like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. And I don't feel that no. way. And that's how you know if you're an introverted person <laughs> yes. because introverted people, like I love when people tell me, oh, I'm introverted too. I'm like, you are? And when they start describing themselves, I said, girl, 
Everybody needs a break. <laughs> Everybody needs a day or two to themselves. Yeah. Everybody likes a good spa day. <laughs> That's yeah. necessary. Make you introverted. Introverted person is like so hyper, like analytical, where you're like, did I say the right thing? Did this happen? Like, you know, it's more like you start replaying the whole day and your, your energy is just like on this low, even if it was so inspiring. So I just shut everything off and I'm okay with that now. I don't feel the pressure of worrying about what other people think about that. Um, I don't worry. I used to think if I'm not on top of it, if I'm not thanking everyone right away, people are going to think I'm snobbish or whatever. And no, no, that's not the case. I know my heart and other people know my heart. And if I need to take the remaining hours to myself, that's what I'm going to do. And I respond to people in the morning when I feel recharged and feel good and feel fresh and I feel so much better Mm -hmm. because every interaction I want, I want it to be the best version of me because I, that's what I want to give people. You can't give people what you don't have inside of you. I love that. And I think that to that point, you know, the fact that we have our phones and we have social media and we have the internet, it can sometimes make us feel like we have to be so instantaneous with everything. Like as soon as we leave an event, we have to talk about it. Or as soon as something happens, we have to talk about it. And I think that there is still power in giving yourself a little bit of time to recharge or processing how you feel about something before you hop on your phone to talk about it. I think that that sense of urgency isn't necessarily real. It's easy to feel it because Mm. we now have access to a a platform just in the palm of our hands. But there's also so much power in taking time to process how you feel about something before taking to your platform to talk about it. Like I said, I used to think that public speaking wasn't for me that acting couldn't be for me or I had to be just a behind the scenes person because um, I didn't feel the high that everyone else felt after doing it I definitely felt a sense of gratitude I definitely felt this deep connection of purpose after like leaving a stage or even acting and having people laugh with me like I love those things um but I just process it to your point differently like I'm not high necessarily I feel grateful but I'm coming off of uh of a, a lot of, you know, just critical thinking and being analytical and being so intentional. Like I need to wind myself off of it and just kind of go back into a state of being. Like I recently said this, I said, um, and it seems to got like a really good response that I no longer chase happiness. Um, that was something that I did so often. I chased happiness, but now I'm in a state where I just kind of focus on having my peace. Yes. And what I mean by that is like I... I allow myself to feel my emotions. So happiness is temporary. Sadness is temporary. Anger is temporary. And I allow myself to feel those emotions. And then I just bring myself back to a state of peace. I go, okay, we're happy. We have to enjoy and savor this moment because it's not forever. And that's not a, that's not a bad thing. It's like everything else in life. I'm sad right now. The blessing in that is that this isn't going to last forever. And, you know, if I'm mad, the blessing is I'm not going to be mad forever. And I process my emotions healthy maybe dancing is the form of outlet and then I come back to my state of this too is good this moment is great I'm breathing and bringing it back to my breath so um, that's also another method of being an introverted person like I tell people I'm like hey just remind yourself that you're not under attack you're okay you're good and um, you're you're at peace and you're as long as you're walking in your purpose and you knowing that you're doing what's truly for you, um, for you to do, like, you know, you know, when you're in a space, like you get that momentum of like, this is, this is for me. And it easily flows. You don't have to force it when it's for you, you know? So that's how I I feel about that. And that's how I process those things. Mm. 
That is so good. And that is such good advice that even I needed to hear. <laughs> because, yes, girl, don't force it. You got it. I know. Just let it, let it flow and feel, feel what you're going to feel. I also, you gave me my new motto or introverts motto, which is tired and inspired. Mm-hmm. That is, I was like, when you said that, I felt that. <laughs> because that's what it is. Like, yeah. you, you, we are tired and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and it's good to acknowledge that. I used to get so mad with myself. Like, why am I tired? I have no reason to be tired. I don't have kids and I'm this age. And I'm like, girl, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You're human. Yep. You're a spiritual being, have a very human experience. And the human in you needs to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a word. And, <laughs> I know the spiritual part of you wants to keep going and saving people and doing all these amazing things. But the human in you needs at least seven to eight hours. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So just tapping right into that. So you can be tired, but inspired. And part of that inspiration is getting your rest, girl. Get your rest. Yes. Yes. Best advice. <laughs> Best advice. So Mary, what else do you like to do for self-care when you get your downtime, when you get your free time, when you have that dedicated time to take care of you? What does that look like? Definitely if I'm at home because I also love to travel. Yeah. Like travel is to me so important for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been able to travel since my accident, but like I just got cleared to like travel and I'm really excited because now I'm looking at all these destinations and I'm like, I want to be by a beach. Yes. Um, so anytime I get to be by a big body of water, mm-hmm. I consider it self-care and it's a moment to recharge. I love reading books. Books are my favorite thing in the whole world. Like nothing, like it's so funny. I'm a TV host and yeah. I technically don't own a TV. <laughs> <laughs> People always laugh at me when I say that, but I do have a, a computer and I, if I want to watch something on television or things like that, even like my own show, it actually live streams as well on the internet, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so I watch the show um, from the computer. And um, so reading books is definitely something that really inspires me to just like just like you get lost in books like you can go everything from like wellness finance books to you know learning how to cook I love cookbooks all the way to like learning how to make candles I've been really getting into like these books of like like herbal medicine like mm. how to heal your body with herbs yeah. and different teas and things like that I'm also a aka a plant mom <laughs> um I have like 12 plants now I don't know what happened like within two years I think my grandmother passed and then somehow I went from zero plants to 12 plants um, so I love that. And I'm working on an herb garden right now. So that makes me really happy. So reading, dancing, and my plants. Those are my big, my big three things for self-care right now. Amazing forms of self-care. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to hearing about your travels once you start jet setting again. Yes, I'm so excited. Just follow me on Instagram because that's where it's going to be all the fun, exciting stuff. Yes. And I'm one of those travelers that I, I actually used to like do travel blogging and mm-hmm. I had to stop because like it was like I felt that pressure like you said actually this what this interview has given me like it's just a reminder like before Instagram I didn't have the instant need to tell the world what was happening yeah. exactly what was happening and I still have that power no one has taken that power away from me it doesn't change the amazing experience that I have if I post it a day or two or even a month later mm-hmm. it was still an amazing experience yes. and it really did happen in real life yeah. um so yeah I think that's that's such a beautiful thing I, that I'm taking that with me yes I know that's that's been a really good takeaway for me too and I mean I think especially if you have a platform or if you have an audience it, sometimes like that urgency can feel even stronger than if you're just sharing from a personal standpoint but it's also okay to share things in our own time and it's a good reminder for me too mm-hmm. yes. I agree 
So Mary, what is up next for you? Where can people find you? If we don't live in the Bronx, how can we watch Healthy Living in the Bronx? How can we keep in touch with you? Yeah, so if you don't live in the Bronx, you can watch the show every Wednesday at 8.30 on bronxnet.org. Um, if you want, I'll send you the DM so people can have like the actual link because yeah. it's located under like a certain tab called the Omni section, uh-huh. BX Omni. Click it. It comes on at 8.30. And then also we actually uploaded our pilot um, episodes on my YouTube channel at maryvinrose.com backslash healthy living in the Bronx. Um, I just got a new social media man we'll be uploading some behind the scenes and some exclusive like fun fun videos on our like separate youtube page of just healthy living in the bronx we have an instagram page healthy living in the bronx where we also share information on what's happening in the bronx and what's happening globally that we think people might be interested in um to hang out with me and just chat chat with me instagram is the best way it's just mary van rose and i'm trying to think what is happening next we're in season two so i'm kind of just focused on that we're brainstorming for season three um so if you guys have any ideas or anybody that you like hey mary this is bronx girl you or guy that you may not know of but here he is um you should check them out because actually that's how i found a lot of my guests people forwarding me guests or you know the guests reaching out so that's been such a blessing and such an honor I love that. Well, I will make sure we will have all of that linked in the show notes of your social media profiles, also linked so that people can watch the show and all of the behind the scenes footage as well. That is incredible. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes.